gentlemen brandy J's podcast a voice to be reckoned with would like to thank you for making the right choice in choosing a podcast that moves a nation and now here she is in five four three two one if you are tuning in you're listening to a voice to be reckoned with and I'm your host, Brandy J. Singleton. Thank you for joining me today. And I really appreciate you guys for all you do, because I couldn't do this without you. Guys, today's episode is a very special one, a very important one, with a very, very important message. Today I'm here with a guest by the name of Michael Dyer. Michael Dyer was a cast member from I learned it from you. This was a interview I did with a writer and producer, yes, film writer and producer Kevin Douglas Wright last year, 2019. And I had to um another cast member too by the name of Stephen Noah Sims. This year I have the pleasure of having another cast member and that's Michael. But if you did listen to the episodes, or you can go back and listen to them. Let me just remind you. I learned it from you as a documentary about racial attitudes. So in 2019, I learned it from you. It was officially selected three. It was selected by three film festivals and now a best-selling book, guys. The film was produced, directed, and written by Kevin Douglas Wright. So in this book and in this film, Kevin interviewed six randomly selected people who were born between 1946 and 1953. And he asked each of the interviewees the same six questions, guys, okay? The same six questions. They didn't meet each other. None of them, they're all, you know what I mean, lived in different, you know, states. They had no idea what the questions were going to be when they even sat down to do this interview. Okay. One of them was, when were you born? The other one was, the second one was, where did you grow up during your childhood years? The third question was, what color were your childhood friends? The fourth question was, what childhood games did you play? The fifth one was, what is your earliest memory, your earliest memory of someone pointing out to you that there is a major difference between being a black person, a person of color, and being a white person. And then the sixth question was, how do you see the future? Hmm. Yep. As each interview unfolds, each question is answered by each interviewee. And their real-life stories consistently reveals someone teaching something that has been responsible for destroying people, cities, states, and countries in front of our eyes, guys, for hundreds of years. The overall result of these interviews is that it's 
unbelievable how different people from different walks of life describe virtually identical negative experiences and feelings when answering these six simple questions. The ideas, practices, and memories of slavery, discrimination, prejudice, and racism have become a part of everyone's life worldwide. The six interviewees described the effects of these ideas, practice, practices, and memories as careers ruined, hate, fear, lives, and hopes smashed violently and broken into pieces, disparity, animosity, discouraging behavior, feeling downtrodden, degradation, hopelessness, craziness, madness, reactions of hatred and anger, and extreme focus on skin color, stolen land, backbreaking work without pay, sexual harassment, riots, oppression, injustice, and rape. Whew, man, I tell you. The world we live in today is extremely fast-paced, and we do not have a lot of time. It is not easy for most of us to quickly get a civil rights lesson and read all of the history about racist America, Jim Crow laws, civil rights. Guys, this alone right here, what I'm just telling you about this documentary, should already let you know that this is the real stuff. Do you know that these are some questions that Kevin actually asked his parents when he was younger? And then now he comes about and he does a documentary on it. Man, oh man. So on that note, I'm not even going to keep going. I just want to let you in, and I'm going to say this very strongly, please go to Amazon Prime and go ahead and watch the documentary. I learned it from you. I can also provide you and share digital copy. You can pass it around, but I'm telling you, please don't let this just pass you by. But if you watch it, and you take heed to it. I almost guarantee it's gonna have an effect. It's not you're gonna you're gonna you're not gonna walk away from this and not have it resonate with you. I think this is something for everybody to hear and to see. So on that note, today now we get to talk to one of the cast members, the second cast member. There's six of them. But the second cast member, Michael Dyer. So please, guys, let's give him a listening ear. He was so awesome to to talk with. And now you guys get a chance to hear him, too. So let's get into it. Uh, 
everybody. Welcome back. This is Brand DJ Singleton with the voice to be reckoned with. Today, guys, I have a very special guest here with me today. And um, he is a cast member from the documentary by Kevin Douglas Wright called I Learned It From You. And uh, this is a very powerful message. And we have uh, Mr. Michael Dyer here with us today. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing today? I'm doing so well, so very well. How are you? Good, good, thank you. No problem, no problem. Thank you for joining me here today. It means a lot. My pleasure. Um, so Michael, before we, we dig, dig in, uh, do you mind you wanna uh, just let the listeners um, know uh, who, who you are, a little bit about yourself? Okay, I'm a 68 year old man, um, grew up in the South. Uh, had a stepfather that was a uh, KKK member. Um, met Kevin a couple of years ago uh, when he was talking about this project on Facebook. And uh, we hit it off. Um, I think it's a great, you know, idea that he, he was uh, trying to promote, you know, that we learn this behavior. You know, and, and we perpetuate this behavior by passing it on to our children and, and passing it on to, you know, our friends, people around us, uh, uh, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and for the listeners, uh, guys, the documentary, I Learned It From You, um, Mike's going to tell us a little bit more um, about, about, you know, since you are the, the uh we're in the, the documentary. I know this um, resonates with you, you know, a lot. And, you, uh, and I really want to find out what your experience was like while you were, you know, filming and then more of how this, this topic resonates into your life. Because you, you said some very interesting things right now, you, ha you know, your history of, you know, your stepfather being in the KKK. And so that's got to be, you know, mean something that. Uh, yeah, I do. Believe me. It was tough to deal with then <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you know, cause before my mother had met my stepfather, um, I knew black people and you know, I knew them to be just like me, same desires, same needs, uh, wonderful people, uh, at least all the people that I've ever been involved with. Um, but then, my mom takes up with this guy and I'm, I'm hearing all kinds of nonsense coming out of his mouth. I mean, he used to come back from some of these meetings with so many off the wall things. Just, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't believe he was repeating the stuff. Never mind that he actually felt in line and believed it. He was an intelligent human being, owned his own business. Um, other than his racial ideas, um, we got along fairly well, but the racial aspect of our relationship caused everything else to fall apart between him and him and I. And then of course that affected my mother. And so I joined the Marine Corps and left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So Michael, let me ask you, so how did, how did um, it come about that you, uh, that Kevin um, found you and um, asked you to be a part of the documentary. 
he I met him on Facebook and he had put up a um, an ad, so to speak, asking people uh, from I believe it was born between years 1948 and 1954. Uh, I think those were the years. But uh, at any rate, I fell in, <laughs> I fell into that line. Uh, so. Uh, I contacted him and told him that, yes, you know, I'd very much enjoy discussing, uh, you know, having grown, grown up with a, a KKK member and, uh, you know, how that affected me and how that, you know, went on to, um, you know, add meaning to my life because even though this adult in my life was trying to tell me one thing, I knew different, and that helped me to understand that people are going to try and lead you uh, down the primrose path to believe whatever they want you to believe, because somehow or another, it affects them in a positive way if they can change you to believe something negative. Right. You know? Um, so we talked um, over the phone. Uh, then we met at the public library, and that was when we actually did the interview. Okay. All right. So I, I take it you weren't nervous. You were ready for this? So. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I'm nervous. I mean, you know, you could take this meeting and twist it around and do all kinds of things with the vocals, but uh, I'm, I'm really not worried about that. I mean, I spoke to Kevin, he recommended you and said that, you know, he thought it would be, uh, you know, a good thing to, for me to do. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's really important to me more uh, that we as a human race start to believe in each other. Yeah not because of the color of our skins or because of the shape of our eyes or, you know, the size of your breasts. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, we all have the same needs. We all have the same desires. Yes. We just want to get by. I, I've never really wanted to be a rich man, you know. I've always been happy uh, and satisfied with raising my family through the hardships, uh, mostly because, you know, it, it, it helped my kids to learn that it, we didn't do all of this on our own, you know, that there were a lot of other people that were involved, uh, yeah. you know, teachers, you know, helping with, with my kids, helping them to get their minds straight and, you know, uh, learn what's real and what's not real in this world. Um, all kinds of people, doctors, lawyers, well, not lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where lawyers come from sometimes. It's that, uh, I, I guess the mindset of, you know, everything is okay and somebody has to defend this guy. And so we're going to defend him, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. I uh, know that takes a, that's gotta be a, a iffy one there. Cause you know, you have to defend someone that's guilty and then it's like, I guess that your morals come into play there. Well, it's a mindset, I believe. You know, it's, uh, we see ourselves one way. And 
you know, if we're good people, we see ourselves as good people. If we're evil, we're going to try and display that we're good people, but it yeah. really does show through. It just just like, you know, just like this guy that's in the White House right now. I mean, it shows through that he's an evil bastard. Yeah. You know? I find it kind of fascinating sometimes because as I watch him, I'm just like, he just can't make stuff up like this. This is like, this dude is like really serious. Oh. <laughs> he doesn't even try to not even act like that. I don't think he could if he tried. No. <laughs> and, and talking with people like him is, is what I grew up doing because my stepfather was like that. And his ideas, his concepts of the world, they were right. Everybody else's was wrong, you know. Uh, nobody else had those same feelings, you know. He was the uh, he was the master of his household. When you know, like I said, <laughs> I packed up and joined the Marine Corps so he could be the master of his household. Um, but the reality of it is, it, it's like talking to a wall. They pretend to listen, but they don't hear. You know. Right. All, all, they, all they hear is what their so-called leaders want them to hear, whether it's, you know, the skinheads with the, uh, what's his name, Richard Spencer, uh, or, you know, it's Trump. Um, people, I mean, <laughs> can you believe shoot up disinfectant? Oh, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> I was talking to my son about that the other day. I said, this is the type of things that he says that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> And I tell her, I said, whatever you say, don't listen to it. People down here in Florida go to the hospital because of that, you know. Yeah. And you got to question the people that are actually taking the, the, you know, actually doing what he's putting out there. But it just shows what one person, you know, means. Yeah. Uh, like it, it says, could devastate, you know, the uh, how it says in the beginning. It says sometimes what teach, uh, what one teaches someone can have deadly consequences, you know. And exactly. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you talk to the supporters, you know, the, the guys that are following Richard Spencer and Trump and, and other idiots that just want to lead you down a primrose path for their own uh, needs. Uh, and and you'll, you'll learn they're the same people. You know, they're the same kind of people. They don't care about anybody other than themselves. They, they do this because otherwise they'd have to actually work you know yeah <laughs> if they can if they can mislead somebody into buying into their nonsense well you know that's one more person spreading their message which right. comes back to them mm-hmm. uh, and it's just it's just stupidity i mean we're supposed to be i try every day since i got out of the marine corps I try to be a better person than I was yesterday. Yes, yes, I love that. I, I don't necessarily achieve that goal all the time. And I do easily slide back into being, you know, a, um, I don't want to say violent, but protective person. Yes. Um, you know, when I don't really have to be, you know, I, uh, I prefer to be easygoing and, and you know, have a, a simple conversation with people. Uh, but once they cross that line and start, you know, bad-mouthing me and talking me down, I, I've got to leave. 
because otherwise things are going to happen that I don't want to have happen. You know? Yeah. Holy that, that was the same problem I had with my stepfather. Um, <laughs> he and I would go at it fighting tooth and nail and it would just tear my mom up. You know, I could see it when it was happening. And so I had to leave. Uh, 17 years old. But the Marine Corps didn't care. <laughs> wow. I felt like I was more of a man at 17 leaving that household than the man I left in that household with my mother. Yeah, it sounds like it. Sounds like it. You made a, I think it made a, you made a choice that basically set your, your life up for what it was going to, you know, be, could have played out totally different if you would have stayed most oh, likely and then while i was in the marine corps i found out they lied too you know <laughs> <laughs> i mean you know you go to vietnam and you discover that wow we're not here to protect and defend these innocent people from an aggressive group that just wants to uh, overpower them we're here protecting a criminal government, mm -hmm. you know, that was based on, uh, I don't know if you've heard of it, but the Emerald Triangle, which was, you know, the heroin operation with Laos and South Vietnam. And uh, yeah, that's what we were doing there. Wow. That's uh, so, <laughs> everywhere I went, you know, I, I, but that was, it was also a good thing because it showed me that um, anybody could lie to me. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have to believe them, you know, but anybody could lie to me yeah. and do it with a straight face, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That, 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 I look what you said there. That was very powerful, um, how you delivered that and spoke about the experience uh, and how you realized that lies are everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. It's a, we choose to believe them or not. As a child, before my stepfather, I, you know, it, it was la la land. It was, yeah, everything's all wonderful and groovy and cool. And, you know, I didn't have any enemies. Uh, I didn't have any bullies in school. I didn't bully other people. I mean, life was, uh, you know, generally just being a kid and being a happy kid. And then along comes this guy that uh, wants to try and change my belief system. I was only 10 or 11 at the time, but I knew it was wrong, you know? And the more and more time that went by, the easier it became to, you know, just shrug it off and walk away until I reached that point and you know, mid-teens where we don't shrug things off and walk away. We get pissed off and argue about it. And that's what caused the problems between he and I was the fact that I was standing up to him. And he didn't like people standing up to him, still to this day. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wouldn't back down. You know, I was adamant. I brought home the... Uh, uh, the um, fullback from the football team at my high school. And uh, 
Paul. Good sized young black man. Hell of a sense of humor. Always enjoyed his company. My stepfather walked into the house that night, came around the corner and uh, saw him sitting at the table eating dinner with me and flipped out. <laughs> Lost his mind. Uh, he was bouncing around the house, jumping up and down. My mother went out to calm him down and try and, you know, talk sense to him. And finally he went in his room in, into their bedroom and slammed the door and, uh, you know, decided he'd just let it be until after Paul had left. And Paul was like, got really nervous. And, you know, I apologized and told him, you know, this didn't think he was coming home tonight, you know. Uh, it's poker night, and usually poker night, he goes straight from work to play in poker. But uh, he came home, I guess, I don't know why. But I found out later on that, you know, evidently somebody had told him that they'd seen a, a black kid walking into his house. Wow. That's why he came home. So he got what he deserved. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you know, um, Michael, uh, my, these, uh, these genius, uh, questions here, the, I think it was, uh, six questions, five questions, six questions, right? Six questions. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and you know, when, when these questions, we were talking about them, it, it changed my, uh, well then it kind of did, it, it uh, resonated more with me because I never even thought about it. And so I, I applied them to myself and my thinking and just, you know, I, I just thought it was just amazing. And then, so the first one was, uh, wasn't it, uh, what co the color of, what was the color of your childhood friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and it just went along and it just like, from that day on, I, like my mind was, it just opened another door for me to understanding people more and what was going on around me more. So when you answered the, when you were asked the question, um, tell me how that went. Where, where'd that go? Well, uh, I think the documentary pretty much speaks for itself. It's, uh, he, he kind of jumps around a little bit, but he tells the story in the process of, of moving from place to place with his story. Um, I like Kevin. He's really got a, a, a great sense of humanity. Yeah. And, and he has a great desire to, you know, uh, to do whatever he can to bring us together and, and become one people, you know, which is, it, you, you can go all the way back to, uh, who, who was it? Uh, Abraham Lincoln, was, it, was, was he the one that said, divided me stand, united we fall, or united we stand, divided we fall? And, and, and I apply that to race as well. Yeah. You know, we can't have a united country if, if we have all these racial problems, uh, police looking down the end of their nose at young black men simply because they're young black men. Uh, it's the same thing with, with, with school and, and our environment. Every aspect of our lives, we have to be able to interact together, yeah. you know, without fear of being backstabbed, you know, 
uh, by somebody because, oh, there's six black guys on the, on the team and there's only three of us white guys. And, you know, if they can bring in another black guy, then there's going to be one less white guy. And, and that's just not the way the world works, you know? <laughs> it really doesn't. Uh, and, and for people to try and make that a reality is clearly stupidity. Yeah. That it's, you know, it is. It very much, it very much is, and I think that um, you know, with with my son, you know, he's very uh, you know, I try to keep you know the dialogue open when it when it comes to stuff like this. He gets very passionate about things. He's he's thirteen, about mm -hmm. you know stuff like this, and very opinionated. But um, yeah. I know that uh, with the in question too, when it said in general, is childhood better? Is the childhood experience? Um, better if you grow up going to school with many different types of children and I remember the day uh, I told my parents because where I grew up at uh, the area I'm in San Diego it's the mm -hmm. Logan Heights area and I went to an elementary called, named Logan Elementary and it was majority uh, Hispanic and then um, African American and I remember knowing like one one white um, girl and then there was like an Indian boy but I remember in preschool, I had a friend that lived not that far, and she she was white, and we were like best friends. But so when I got to this point, and I was going to transition into junior high school, I told my parents where I wanted to go, because I said I wanted to, that made me want to be around more kinds of cultures and people. Yeah. And I don't know, with me, I don't really know where that came from, but you know, we always say our upbringing and where we come from kind of exactly. creates, our, you know, it kind of creates our, our thinking and our identity and all that, you know, yes. and so race was never anything that was an issue I don't even think we ever even had conversations really about it I think it for most people probably gets real which is also I think another question when did you realize this it was in school you know and um yeah but that's what I wanted to do I said because I wanted to be around and be able to you know I just wanted to get to know other kinds of people and I think that is very important for 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 the young people everybody to to be exposed to different types of people, you know, because when you don't, I, I see sometimes uh, kids, you could tell when they're not used to being around maybe a, um, um, a white individual or, or, a, a, or even a Hispanic kid not being used to being around an African-American, you know, you could just see. You know, I think it's important to expose our children to different types of things and people. Exactly. How can we learn uh, without actually experiencing anything. I mean, exactly. you, get, you get the the message, you know, uh, but you don't, uh, there's acceptance that comes with the knowledge of experience, you know, mm -hmm. being involved with a variety of people as opposed to just one race or let's say you're you're one of these groups that just believes in family only so you you never get to meet or know anyone other than people that are in your family directly you know what kind of a life are you going to have uh you know where are you going to be able to expand your horizons how yeah you know, you, you've limited yourself to the point where uh, you're just you're just in a box. You mm -hmm. know, 
if you have any relationships to grow with or, you know. Exactly, exactly. A and possible wife or husband. <laughs> your sister? No. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but, I mean, this, this is the limits that, that we allow people to place on us. Mm -hmm. uh, the school system. I mean, I was there when the first schools were being integrated, you know. I was growing up during a time where, uh, I don't know, what was it, Jim Crow? Uh, you know, you'd walk into the stores and back in the back of the uh, Woolworth store was uh, two water fountains. One said white and one said colored. And while my cousin was drinking from the one that said white, I was drinking from the one that said colored. And I just, I, I didn't know that what it really meant. I had no idea what the word colored meant as far as referring to a human being. I thought it was just the way they put the handle on. I don't know. I don't know what was in my mind at the time, but it certainly wasn't, you know, blacks using this and whites using that. You know, that, that that didn't come into play until years later when I met the racist and, <laughs> you know, then a whole lot of things became clear. But at that, at that point, things had already started to change. Um, you know, like I said, schools were becoming, you know, desegregated. Um, people were beginning to accept each other. There was always that crowd, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure, you know, from looking around today, that there's always going to be a certain crowd that, just like, you know, the, uh, the Amish won't use machinery, uh, there's a certain crowd that is never going to hang out with black people or hang out with white people or you know, hang out with oriental people or, you know, there's so many different prejudices and so much bigotry. I, I find it extremely hard to not laugh at people when, when they start bringing out their, their bigoted side and, and allowing themselves to just ramble on about, you know, this, that, or the other, and this group, and how they treat themselves, and how they treat each other, and, you know, yeah. Jews have tails, did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it's been going for so long, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, since the beginning of time, you know, in a way, I guess I can understand back then the smaller communities trying to hold together and protect themselves from outsiders. But we've way past, we've gone way past that now, you know? Uh, it's, it's a society that is destroying itself by not becoming more acceptive, uh, acceptive, is that a word? Uh, people, people aren't accepting each other, you know, and for so many different reasons, it's, it just seems stupid to me. 
It is. Can we not, find much worse to say for but stupid? I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, they try and make themselves sound so intelligent, like they know what they're talking about. And then they just keep going right off the end of the, you know, right off the end of the tablet. And, and God, I don't know, man. I, why couldn't, why couldn't one of the, uh, one of the 10 commandments be, you know, love one another. Wait, I think that is one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, love thy neighbor. I think it is. Uh, how about that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it seems like there's too many people running around that are trying to find reasons to hate each other, you know, yeah. and hate brothers and, you yeah. know, not accept life on life's terms. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they'd rather blame. And this is something that, you know, I, I see in the Republican Party extremely, you know, uh, uh, trying to mislead and, and destroy lives by I'm making you believe that you've got an enemy that you've never met. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, totally. You've got, you've got an enemy that you don't know, and I'm going to tell you about him right here, right now, you know? And it's those Democrats, because they'll accept anybody, you know? They don't care about, uh, 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 you know, keeping purity in our blood. They don't care about, uh, you know, making the world a better place and a safer place. You know, they'd rather just go out there and rob people and, you know, <laughs> and there's so many idiots that buy into this crap. Yeah, you know? it gets me, it's the thinking of the ones re receiving and, and, and believing the information. It, it, it's baffling to me. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's, beyond comprehension when it comes to that nonsense. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I think the longer we allow this uh, bullshit, pardon the expression, but as long as we allow it to continue, it's just, it's, it's going to keep destroying this country. We need a law today that says no politician no public servant of any kind in any way, shape, form, or fashion can tell a lie. Cops, doctors, nurses, politicians, all of them. No lying. Why, why are they allowed to stand up and tell lies and have their entire party back them up? Mm -hmm. You know, when we know that's a lie. That just pits people against each other. Now, if they couldn't lie, if there was a, a, it's like going to court. You go to court, you tell a lie, you go to jail. Yeah, there's a consequence, yep. Exactly. If there's a public servant in the United States today telling any kind of lies in public, now, you know, in private, you've got your own life to live. But in public, telling lies by a public servant should be punishable by 10 years. Yep. Just, I don't care, just simple lies because it's those simple lies that lead us down that primrose path to following their lead to hell and back. Mm -hmm. you know? 
Yep. Very, very we'll, true. we'll never see that as long as we've got a Republican and a Democratic Party to, you know, to bull crap us. <laughs> we're never going to see that law hit the books. Yeah, very, very true. Very, very true. Which is sad because you would think that people that are leaders of a country would want to lead their country into a better situation and protect and and keep it safe. But we're voting for people that are not here to protect us. They're trying to control, separate. They're living. Mm -hmm. You know, and as long as they're making a living that way, uh, you know, they can blame whoever they want to blame. They can blame all the uh, lobbyists. They can blame lawyers. And I don't care who they blame. The reality of it is, is they're supporting the lies. This is the Democratic Party as well as the Republican Party. You know, uh, the crap they just pulled on, on Bernie was oh, uh, unbelievable. Same crap they did last year to him. You know, I mean, not last year, but <laughs> four years ago, <laughs> you know, to put Hillary into power instead of, instead of him getting a shot at it. Yeah. And now they're doing the same thing with Joe Biden. Joe Biden's that easygoing guy that just, mm -hmm. you know, uh, nothing's ever going to change with Joe Biden sitting in the White House. <laughs> the changes that this clown, this orange clown that's sitting in the White House now has made day one. Gag the EPA. Man. And the Feels second me. thing he did the same day was made it okay for your financial advisor, the people that handle your money for retirement down the road, is allowed to lie to you. Did you know that? <laughs> oh my did goodness, you know I did that? not know that one. Yeah, yeah. That I was the first that. day the orange buffoon was in office. So he the just said crap right there. He's like, basically, just it's okay to, to be like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lie, lie, lie. <laughs> well, I do your teeth fall out and keep lying, you know? Yeah. For uh, sure. And for, and like I said, it's just, it's not just that party. It's because they're all getting their money from the same place, you know? And they're using it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, yeah, okay, there's a hospital being built. Uh, oh, well, you know, there's this going on for the people who are putting up new parks. Uh, there's really nothing being done for the people of the United States right now. No, yeah. no, uh, that's what I always take a look at, at every time we have an election and we vote and all that stuff. And I always have this question of, of that, you know, of that very first year or actually in the beginning and then right around this time where we're at. And like, what have we, we accomplished or what has we, has been done by, or do we as people feel like anything for, you know what I mean, that we would want uh, somebody to sit in that seat and, and take a look at and, and, and achieve, like, is any of that being done? So like, we're, what are we, we're just really nothing in this whole, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like sheep just, you know, just being played with and we mean nothing. Yeah, exactly. And and they'll tell you, oh yeah, we're gonna you know, we're gonna fix that infrastructure. Uh, uh, as soon as we can get an agreement with those uh, those clowns across the road, uh, you know, it, they're the ones that are holding us back. Then you go talk to one of them, and it's ah oh, no, they're the ones that are holding us back. And the truth is, neither one of them wants to spend the money. They want to keep loading their pockets up as fast as possible with as much as possible. 
which is crazy. And, and shipping it to offshore accounts too. The money doesn't even stay here in this country, you know. It's like how much money could do you do you want? Do you need? I you can't take it with you when you die. It's like they just want more. They want all the money, and then they want to take money from from the the poor. You know what I mean? Or the people oh, yeah, that yeah. have less. They just want all of it. I'm well, just like, what well, you gonna have putting your casket with you too, and you die? I mean, it's like, come on. <laughs> Facing facts, there's a few families in this country, like the Mercers and the, uh, well, they they call themselves the Cokes. Uh, I call them the Cox because that's, <laughs> that's the way the name is actually spelled, K-O-C-H. You know, but um, two hundred billion dollars this family has and it's not enough they helped put you know they started the tea party it was one of the families that helped start the tea party the idea there was they wanted to uh, rape public lands well trump just opened up our public lands and said you know you guys can and it cost them next to nothing to you know to take over the, the mineral rights to these properties and to go in there and exploit them and these are the kinds of people that they don't go back in there afterwards and then repair the property back to the way it's supposed to be, which at one time we had rules in this country that said, if you're going to mine, you have to return it back to, you know, it's pristine uh, uh, way of looking. And, and uh, uh, now we've got the Cock family and the Mercers and others that are just out there destroying as fast as possible so that they can make as much money as possible. And what's the point? It's like you say, how much money can you possibly spend? Well, it's not really the money. It's the power that comes with the money. Yeah. And then they export that around the world, you know, so that everybody is just like howdy doody up there now talking about China. <laughs> It's their fault. Uh, it's not my fault. Uh, I mean, you know. Not anybody that he can. <laughs> in the meantime, we've got more deaths in this country than they do in theirs. Uh, we currently have one third of the coronavirus cases in the world. And we're opening up. <laughs> and you're talking six billion people versus the United States, which is only 320 million or 330 million, whatever. Uh, uh, so, you know, who's lying? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, that's, that's, um, that's crazy to me. And, uh, I don't know. I do, I'm just thrown, you know, thrown off and completely by, and that's why I think this new documentary, it just, I just really just love, love, love this, this documentary. And I just don't, to me, I feel like this. I feel played with. I feel like, why don't you just come out and just say what you're doing here? Because any of that other stuff, like, obviously, you think we're stupid, or you just don't even care. You're just going to say what you're going to say. You might as well just come out and just tell me the agenda, because I'm already seeing, I already know. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're trying to eliminate some people. We're like, this, this. We really don't give a crap about any of you. We'll throw each other on the bus if we have to. And <laughs> Exactly. And, and this is my point. We've reached the saturation point now. I mean, for years, they used race was the big card that they played. Oh, you know, the blacks are going to take over. Look, those, those people are having 14 kids in a family. They're not talking about Catholics. They're talking about blacks. 
reality of it is you've got the Catholics on one hand that just do not believe in birth control whatsoever. And, and But you're hearing the story from the other side where they're trying to outpopulate us. You know, the more kids they have, the more of them there is. And, blah, 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 blah. and it's just such bullshit, you know? <laughs> yeah. You got to go and, and say to yourself, so somebody's pulling on your leg here. <laughs> and, and why? I question everything. When yeah. somebody uh, tells me something, I try and figure out why. And exactly. If I, if I can't figure out why they want me to believe this, I'll outright ask them. And I've heard all kinds of, well, you're not a patriot if you don't believe this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not a patriot. All right. Um, um, so what are, what are the other problems I have because I don't follow your way of thinking? You know? And this is what it boils down to. I don't have any problems. You people got problems and you're bringing your problems to me and trying to make me help you eradicate your problem yeah. or follow your line of thought right into hell. And I'm not going. I'm not going. I, I I seriously believe that God is watching all of us. Oh yeah, for sure. He's he's maybe sitting back and not doing as much as he once did, but then why should he? He gave us the choice. Mm -hmm. He gave us the ability to, to to learn to teach. I mean, I admire teachers tremendously yeah, uh, not easy. <laughs> they're the ones that are passing on the new mindset yeah you know they're the people that are and, and it's hard to overcome what they're hearing at home you know mm -hmm. because at home you know that's that's mom and dad and their brothers and sisters and cousins and aunts and uncles and gee, how can I say anything against them? You know, how can I, how can I butt heads with what they say is true? And my teacher is telling me, you know, this is true. Yeah. Uh, people need to leave well enough alone. <laughs> yeah, they do. An issue with prayer in school and they have removed, you know, any type of practices in school. So, so right there and on, I got to researching. 50 years ago, I forgot his name, but he was an atheist. I did my research and it was taken out of schools. Prayer was not allowed. So I did yeah. my research and I found out all these things about, in one hand, it said that prayer wasn't allowed, but still people were kids and youth were challenging it and everything, but teachers were not to, to this day, we are not allowed to discuss prayer or, 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 or even pray with the kids or, or whatsoever. Then I go revisit it probably this year, and I'm not stupid or blind. I'm like, somebody didn't want in here and kind of change it around because now you're okay. You're like, it's okay when the students like praying as long as, you know, they're doing it. They can get together and, and they, can, they can exercise that right. But teachers, right. we are not allowed to show. We can't pray with each other. We can't. I, I think it's a public thing, you know. I mean, if someone wants to, you know, bow their head and what they do in private or during their meal, but we are not to exercise that. We're not even to talk about those things with, and at some point I understand because not everybody is of the same, um, you know, have the same beliefs. 
but why would that be something that someone couldn't do if that's what they, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, it's, God, I thought it was in God we trust. So what's the problem, right? <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, the, uh, um, the Pledge of Allegiance. Right. Oh, the Son of God. You know, uh, well, because it mentions God, yes. And I, I can't really think of any other reason that they would force the pledge out of schools. Mm -hmm. I think every, every politician in this country needs to get up in the morning. Every TV station should be started in the morning with one politician for each TV station giving the Pledge of Allegiance. Hey, we're paying their salary. Yeah. I would like to know that they, their allegiance lies with this country and not with Saudi Arabia. <laughs> uh, you know, not with their banking country, whichever that happens to be. I think most of them are going with the Grand Caymans these days, but there's still others that are, you know, Luxembourg and what have you. Switzerland is still popular, but, you know, the FBI and uh, CIA are getting information out of Switzerland. Mm -hmm. So I guess they're not as popular as they once were. But it's ridiculous, the things that they're, you know, these, these are things that make America come together. You know, when we uh, are at a sporting event and, and the Star Spangled Banner comes on, everyone stands and their hands are over their hearts and, you know, guys in uniforms are saluting. That's a beautiful thing. But it's just a song and everybody sets down afterwards and forgets. Yeah, it goes back to their their, their ways. <laughs> it's, it's party time, you know. <laughs> which I'm okay with that. I'm okay with party time. <laughs> you should see my hair. Uh, <laughs> uh, which, which is another reason why, you know, uh, as I grew older, I, I began to identify with, with, with black people more. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sympathetic towards, you know, driving while black, because uh, I drove with long hair. <laughs> <laughs> and the cops would pull up next to me and they'd look over expecting to see some cute young devil and there I'd be with a mustache and a beard. <laughs> <laughs> And then they'd back off and get behind me and pull me over. And so I understand where that's coming from. You know, it's, uh, and, and again, right back into that same old bigoted BS that, you know, it, it's, people are dying because of this BS. Yeah. I mean, uh, that, that cop in South Carolina that, that shot that kid running away. You know, emptied, emptied the gun on the kid. Yeah, all those rounds, yeah. Uh, if, what the hell? And probably will get no, and, got, and got no, you know what I mean? Like, there was yeah. nothing done. There's no explanation for it. There's no reason or rhyme. Uh, it was just, you know, it, it like the Zimmerman guy here in Florida. Yeah, I remember that. that kid, yeah. Killed Trayvon uh, mm -hmm. Martin. Uh, Sickens me. 
you know, yeah. and, and and he's still in and out of trouble all the time. That's, yeah, that's, and his dad's know. a judge, right? Yeah, he's he's got his head so far up his own butt that all he ever sees is darkness, and uh, you know you can't experience the world in the dark. No, not at all. <laughs> you really can't. Uh, this is this is one reason why I feel like people really need to get to know each other. I mean, not just as, hi, how are you, neighbor, but get to know each other. And, and the neighborhood I live in now is mixed. I've, I've always been in mixed neighborhoods. In fact, <laughs> my kids grew up uh, going to Martin Luther King Junior Elementary School. And one of the things that that I was very proud of with my kids is that, you know, they uh, interacted with other people without regard to their color of their skin or without regard to, you know, any differences, whether they were Vietnamese kids or uh, black kids or whoever, you know, it, it, and, and, and I've experienced racism coming from the other direction. I mean, you know, we all know that exists as well. Uh, it's, it's, and, and, yeah, I actually blow it off most of the time because I figure, you know, they've been mistreated so much, you know, they deserve, you know, have some way they can take their crap out on once in a while. Now, if it gets physical, that's a different story. <laughs> but as long as it's just verbal, you know, I can take it. <laughs> I can take it. Yeah, I'm part of that white race. <laughs> Bunch of dumbasses, you know. <laughs> They'll step on their own tongues just in order to make a point, you know. <laughs> um, but I didn't allow my kids to grow up like that, yeah. you know. And for a while, I thought they were getting uh, the wrong message because they were coming home trying to act like, you know, uh, black kids. And, and I had to tell them how disrespectful that was as well, you know. Uh, my son currently is a... Um, He's the head of the Red Cross Disaster and Emergency Relief wow. up in Seattle. And he's moved from, he was in the Boston area for a while. And then he was in Michigan area for a while. He was there when um, Flint, Michigan had its problem with the water. Oh yeah, my cousin was there at that time, yeah. He was there passing out water bottles and, you know, hearing all the remarks of, you know, Cracker uh, coming around trying to make good, you know, now that all well, shit hit the fan and and he just blew it off because, you know, he knew where it was coming from. And, and and you can't blame people. They're absolutely right. Those Republicans and the uh, the governor and, and the other ones that, you know, just decided to take the water off of one system and put it on another without, you know, checking with anyone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're responsible for those children. They're responsible yeah. for those lives and, and the way those lives have been affected. Yeah. Uh, but you don't hear of anything really happening to them. Anybody go to jail? No. Nope. If they got thrown out of office, they should have been thrown out of office, tarred and feathered. Yeah. But Very much so. they needed to go to jail. Yep. You know. it's, it's not right you know it just shows the world it shows our children you know and that's, and that's another thing too like um you were saying about 
you know, and how you understand where it comes from when African Americans are, you know, what I mean, they got that that anger or you know feel a certain way because you know I understand it too, but when I look at it also, I see it as um, uh, still hindrance and separation, and I look at it from the kids' point because when when I see those things happen, I look to the right and to the left, and I say now. We have to watch what we say because we have children and pass that along to children and they'll repeat. You know I mean, they don't, yeah. they don't have that same understanding that where it's coming from with, you know, they the don't have the that's saying it. Yeah. And they don't have the me, yeah. That's when I have a problem of the ignorance being still passed along. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because exactly. I, I feel like Martin Luther King and the people that were, that were, had courage to do something to make change and not just, complain and talk about you know what I mean and tear others down it's probably one of the reasons why I'm sitting here now and I feel like he didn't do all he did for me to continue it you know what I mean and to, to spew you know what I mean and to exactly. to exactly. put others down and because I, I listened to that speech you know what I mean and and he said for all exactly. <laughs> little black boys and black girls and white girls and everybody you know and I, that's exactly. powerful and I come together be humans yeah you know be people who care about each other mm -hmm. and share with each other. Yeah, you, know? you can't fight ignorance for ignorance. You can't fight evil. You know, you can't fight, you know, evil with evil. And it's just, you know, you just got to decide, hey, I'm going to let this go, you know, you know or, or do something. You, but, you know what right. I mean? But it's got to be something that's going to make it better. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that was my point with my son. Uh, back in 2001, when uh, the World Trade Center came down, he called me and said, I think I'm going to join the military. And I said, no, you're not. And he was like, why, you did. I said, and that's exactly why you're not. And I explained to him why, um, you know, that it was all a bunch of bullshit in the first place. It was a lie. Uh, you really need to look deeper into what you're getting involved in before you get involved, which is the same thing that goes on with race. You know, think about this now. Uh, we have in this country a military that is supposed to serve the people of the United States, but it's serving one ideology or another. Mm -hmm. uh, it's serving a uh, Republican master or it's serving a Democratic master. And those masters really um, cause upheaval in the world with their own prejudices and bigotries. Uh, it's Certain, you know, groups, it's, you know, the Russians are bad, the Chinese are bad, you know. Uh, it, it's not that way. We need to pull ourselves together so that we can pull the rest of the world together exactly. and stop all of this BS from continuing to destroy this planet, you know. If it wasn't for a bunch of businessmen who like the profits they're making from the oil that they're, you know, taking out of the ground, um, 
we'd be doing a whole lot better off already, you know? Uh, but, okay, so now we need the oil, so, which we really don't, <laughs> but we need the oil, so we're gonna take over this country, and uh, who cares that 90% of the people that, uh, you know, were involved in that fracas were from the country next door to the country we're going to attack. <laughs> you know, it was the Saudis that attacked us, not, you know, not the Iraqis, not the Iranians, you know, not the Afghanistanis, you know, all they did was harbor, you know, bin Laden. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, really, well, they, they allowed them to set up training camps. Okay, you know, the Taliban and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the United States of America has displayed greed as a benefit for so many years. Yeah. It's just like Brazil now. When you talk to anyone in Brazil about trying to save the rainforest, you burned down all of your forests years ago. You, you, you cleared all the land and built houses and factories. And, but now we want to do the same in our country. And oh, but it's an ecological disaster. <laughs> well, they're right. And, and, and we're wrong. We're wrong in that we continue to perpetuate the same nonsense day after day, re-electing the same group, babbling idiots that do nothing but right. take our money and run to the bank. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty much. And that's both parties. They don't care what Mr. Biden has to say. You know? He's going to do absolutely nothing. He's going to sit in the White House and go, I'm the president. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> And very little, every very little is going to change. Yeah, you know? still yeah. going to have the same rich people getting richer by the day. You know, exploiting everyone and everything they can in order to get another dollar. And it's just it goes against all of the rules, all of the commandments mm -hmm. that God laid out for us. And yet, these are the same people that are sitting in churches yes, every exactly. Sunday, you know, with their with their little minds all wrapped around how pious they are and 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 how in control of the world they are, and God is good for them. That's because they use God. They yeah, don't exactly. They, they, don't, they don't share their life with God. Mm -mm. They don't share anything with anyone. I mean, that's why they're damn rich in the first place. They didn't just, you know, create something, you know. Yeah. They they make most of their money by destroying things. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, and that to me, you know, kind of gets to me too, because when people just take God, they take what they want out of, you know what I mean? Things yeah. that are of God, and then they do the opposite. But at the same time, these people that walk around and say, that they're doing God's work. You know, they'll go to church and pray, but then, you know, as soon as they get out of church, it's off to the bank, make sure everything is good. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, just all for, all, all for show, you know. Yeah, it but, really is. 
It's a yeah. game they play with themselves. If yeah. somebody was telling me uh, something about uh, uh, the mafia used to, uh, the dons, when they would get to a certain point of wealth, you know, they would, <laughs> they would actually get an appointment with the Pope and, and get the Pope to um, cleanse them of all their sins, <laughs> you know, and pay huge amounts of money in order to make this happen. Um, and then go home and start killing and lying and, and raping, <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know, and then even if that were to work, it's like, okay, but you're still, and, that, and that's just ridiculous right there, yeah. you know, to think that, that that is possible, but then to even do it and go back and do the same, same thing, that's kind of like even with when people ask for forgiveness from, from God and, you know, want to change their ways and then completely just, you know, you know, okay, thanks. And then they just go back to their, their ways. And it's like, exactly. well, I mean, is it, or once saved, always saved. It's like, okay, now I can just go out there and just do what I want. And I'm like, that's not how, nope. <laughs> I'm nope. like, what are you reading? Let me see. I don't <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it amazes me that people, allow themselves to believe in these idiots that are so obvious about taking their money, number one, um, taking their loyalty and abusing it, number two, and, and just they're happiest when they convert people, you know, so to speak. And, and, and not just in religion, in politics. And it, it seems like each one of these various aspects plays right back into the other and, and it feeds off itself and, and grows. And, and this is one of the main reasons why we're seeing now so much more, so many more hate groups coming around. Yeah. With more racism and, and bigotry uh, coming to light, uh, because there's a there's a an acceptance from the powers that be that it's okay, you know. Mm. There's good people on both sides of that argument. Yeah. No, there really isn't. <laughs> there really <laughs> isn't. There's a. Uh, there's people that want you to believe they're good people, but they really aren't. Yeah, their actions show different. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And this is this is why it was so easy for me to get involved with Kevin, you know, and to uh, to do this little documentary called "I Learned It From You," um, because that's where almost everything in our lives comes from. We yeah. learn it. We learn it as we're growing up. Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Put in a position to where we almost have to believe it because we're, we're being told by people that we supposedly trust. Yeah. You, know, you think, why would, why, why would this be a lie or something, you know? Yeah. yeah exactly. And yeah. then they lie to you again. Yeah. And, and then you got to start looking at it like, I know that's a lie. Why would yeah. you lie to me about something like this if you're not trying to fool me? And right. if you're trying to fool me, why? What's in it for you? Mm -hmm. 
you know? Yeah. And that's why it's so powerful when it says uh, sometimes what someone uh, teaches can have deadly consequences. Exactly. Are you in danger? Exactly. You know? Which is and why we see so much of this these days, you know, yeah. and so, so much, especially with, with, with cops and young black men, you know, uh, they'd rather either just grab them and slam them to the ground immediately or shoot them yeah. than to try and, and, and you know, uh, try and negotiate or try and understand or try and you know, make them understand that, you know, this isn't the way things are going to be changed, you know? No, they just rather reach out and slap someone. Yeah, and that just shows uh, what, who they are and what their intent, there, there never was any type of, uh, let me, you know, but well, the situation at hand or whatever, it was only to exactly. take out their hatred, you know? Exactly, it's just a release for them, you know? Instead yeah. of trying to handle the situation like an adult, instead of trying to be a person that serves and protects, instead of trying to be a person that brings intellect and brings honesty and brings integrity to any situation, they would rather just, you know, blow up get it over with now i don't have to worry about that anymore i understand you know there's a lot of these cops that are scared i mean there's a lot of scared people in this country period yeah uh, that's very true you know the republicans, are the republicans yeah. are scaring them to death making them think that the democrats are gonna you know come and get their weapons eh. mm -hmm. the 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 democrats are, are scaring the, the, you know, their people to death saying, you know, look what this idiot's doing, you know. And the independents are like in the middle going, no, nah, that's not really happening, you know, but I can understand where you would feel that way. But, and they're not getting involved. They're setting in between mm -hmm. that game of, I, I don't really care. I do, but I can't get involved because then my neighbor might see me and then I've got to live with that. Exactly. Exactly. You know? And then nobody does anything, you know, just sits by. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but has a lot to say about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, not, not willing to, to stand up and, and, and do. And that's what I notice now these days that nobody's doing, like as citizens, it's so just like, it's so easy to just, you got to stand still. and. You don't even realize it or it's like if you think you have no control or no say so or, or what it is or it's just this plan this has worked so well that they you know what i mean they've just kind of just got you just kind of like if you've been and like if you yeah. can't move like you're injected with something that you can't even move or think for yourself you're waiting for somebody else to tell you how to live your life and how it's hey, going to be in shock yeah. That's, why, that's why they stand there dumbfounded. They're in shock. They can't believe that that just happened in front of their eyes. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and, and they don't react to it. They don't do anything about it because, oh my God, I'd have to be involved and then I might have to explain to the police why I was involved or, or I might have to explain to my boss why I was involved or 
Are people going to think this or think that? Yeah. Everybody expects the status quo to, to remain, you know, and, and it just doesn't. If we don't reach out, like, like Martin Luther King Jr. said, if we are violent, we can expect violence. Exactly. If we don't stand up and make people change the way they see us, then that's on us. Yeah. We have to be better than they are. Yep. We have to expand ourselves and our surroundings. But it's just not happening because you've got so many people that are following this group or following that group. They don't think for themselves. They don't think for themselves. Yeah, exactly. That's the biggest part. To, to let people know what they really think so they're following along to fit in, you know? Yeah. And it's a huge problem that people don't want to. I think it's laziness, to be honest with you. Yeah. They, they don't know what's okay to feel and what's okay to stand up for or against. And so, therefore, they just sit on their butts and do nothing. I'll see what happens. We'll see that. You know, I'll just wait to see what happens. <laughs> and, and what happens is what these other groups that are trying to lead us around by the nose want to happen yeah um, because feel like we have no control at all whatsoever just like the race hatred nonsense with you know richard spencer and his group the hate is going to escape they're going to have their way because there's no sense to what they're doing there's no um there's no justification for it it's not at all so they make one up they, they make up their own beliefs. And, and anybody that says that that's wrong, well, that's because they're wrong. That's because they don't have their minds right. And, and that's, that's sickening, you know? Mm -hmm. It's sickening that people allow other people to make decisions for them. Exactly. We you know, don't- I try to explain sometimes to my son, I'm like, there are rules, there's law. You know, yes. that, that, that is there, but yeah. there's also, you know what I mean? There, you know, and the yeah. laws, you know, the, the land and stuff, but then there's just, hum, you know what I mean? As a human being, there's human rights, you know exactly. what I mean? Things that you don't have to allow to happen to you that one will tell you you do, because if you don't know your rights and you don't know any of these things, then you're going to fall for it. You fall to stand for, and that's the thing with uh, Malcolm X, uh, if you don't stand for something, you fall for anything. Yep. You know? Yep. An excellent point. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I again, uh, go back to, you know, Dr. King and, and nonviolence. And, but at the same time, Malcolm X with stand up for yourself. Don't let these people push you around. Don't let them say things that you know aren't true. And, and affect your children and affect your lives. Um, you know, we have to be, uh, as humans, yeah. we have to be accepting of all and inclusive of all people. Yep. 
And one day we will see that in this world. Either that or we'll blow it all to hell, you know. Either <laughs> one, way, huh? one or the other. And and if they decide to push those buttons, I'm going out in my front yard and waving bye-bye. I'm going to bend over, point my butt toward the sky, and just <laughs> tell them all what they can kiss as I go. <laughs> I, I'm 30 miles from a nuclear power plant, you know. So I'm sure it's going to be one of the targets if there is, you know, if it ever, ever hits the fan. Um, I guess I'm just going to stand in the front yard. I don't want to survive it. All the... <laughs> All these idiots want to live forever and survive, you know, a nuclear holocaust or survive whatever pandemic nonsense, you know, uh, we bring about against each other. Uh, you know, it's foolishness. Yeah. What we need to be working towards is one world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And America is the melting pot that can make that happen or they can screw it up to the point really? where it blows itself up. Yep. Completely. Yeah. I completely agree with you. You know, we're all God's children, you know what I mean? And and it's yeah. like, no one can, you could say it all day long and, 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 and fight it and say, no, you know, but then at the same time too, if you say you're doing God's work, then, you know, it's like, well, I mean, then, but you know, nobody really, focus in on that you know you know they try to remove that because you know I think people are scared of the, the truth or because that will expose them you know what I mean and then yeah. I think people are really scared of the truth and because it, it will it, it expose themselves to themselves too who they really are exactly. you know and people choose and choose how they they want to use God because you know that'll get through to a lot of people but that to me I just I, it's kind of makes me mad you know what I mean because I'm like that's not how that works and you're not fooling him fool me all day long I'm not the one that's going to be judging you and telling you where you're going so uh good luck with that <laughs> exactly you're gonna have to pay for all they have to pay for all of this you know it's sad that we're, we're paying for it people are losing lives or lost their lives at the hand of another human being you know ignorant but yeah. in the, in all in the end it's like you you're still going to lose because you're not in control you have really no real real power because you still have to answer to their your creator yeah exactly you and know? you know it, it, it was such a simple plan when god laid it out for us uh yeah you know follow these 10 rules <laughs> <laughs> it's it's gonna be easy and and it, and it isn't yeah. you know because of all the other the seven deadly sins, you know, which, you know, greed is probably the one that oh, yeah. stands out the most, um, you know, why somebody has to have $200 billion or be worth a trillion dollars yeah. and still won't do the right thing by the people that helped him make the money. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Talk about Jeff Bezos with his trillion dollars, but he won't, you know, give health insurance to his people. You know, no more than what they, you know, they are required by law. That's that's about as far as he's willing to go. That uh, to me, that's just pure evil because everybody needs, you know, I mean, nobody just wants to be sick or for free. Like, oh, I, I love dying or having these, uh, you know, can't, you know, these yeah. things. That's like that's a humane. That's like. 
that to for one to not be able to get a process done and it's that or die because they don't have enough money to me i find that to be disgusting you're telling them their their, their life has price and you know, I, i'm sorry we don't we, we don't have the money to to take right. care of you you're i still think that my mom was better off she probably would have you know what i mean made it through what she went through but since you know she didn't have you know the, the right the proper hair health care that she she had it that was like always played an issue on you know what i mean her getting what she needed exactly. just kind of like have a place to live and take care of myself or be able to take care of my health and that that there alone just really sad. really just pisses me off yeah it's, you know, it's, it's sad that 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 people think that way i mean but let me let me let me pose a little question for you here can you name any rich person other than a lotto winner that didn't have to step on toes break rules regulations and people in order to achieve those riches Mm-mm. no not at all so it's an attitude and a willingness to destroy other people's lives in order to make your life better kind of like what did you give up what did you sacrifice or what did you sell you know just kind of like selling yourself yeah sell yourself yeah, and, yeah. And, and you know what saddens me as much as anything else is that people admire these rich people especially the ultra rich you know the, mm-hmm. the ones that are buying the three million dollar cars and yeah you know trillion kids dollar they're the greatest thing kids you know it's ridiculous you have all that money then you're you're great you know and that's and they want to aspire to do whatever you know i listen to the children you know around me and how they mm-hmm. talk about these things and in the, the the name brand stuff they can barely even spell or pronounce and and that's where you know i mean and the, the rappers and the people that have all this money that's what they aspire to be because they have money and i don't have to go to school i can do you know and it's just like and, and right. the game and the game is you know i did it my way you know i'm a thug i took what i wanted <laughs> no <laughs> no that, that's not right that doesn't make it okay you at know? all uh, I feel like to me as a teacher, I like, I, I, it baffles me. I say, no matter who you are, you can be a king, you can be the president, no matter what, everybody has had a teacher. And I said, you can become famous over uh, uh, making some kind of silly tape or whatever, however you get there and just become, and the world is given to you here, here, here. You know what I mean? You got refresh responders out here. You got freaking teachers, yep. you know what I mean? Making not enough, really want to be honest with it. I mean, we should make it a, a whole lot more people oh, yeah. go away and appreciate more. You, didn't, you know what I mean? Then why, we, should, why should a lawyer get $450 or more per hour when a teacher is, is lucky to make that in a week? Right, right. You know? Yeah, because it takes a certain type of person. You know what I mean? It's not just something like, oh, you teach. You, that comes with, like, the good, the, the stress, you know what I mean? To all, all of it. But, you know... But then it comes with also the teacher is giving herself. She loves, you know what I mean, what or he or she does, exactly. you know, and, and no, man, no amount of money really can compare to watching a child grow and teaching them and, and seeing the light bulb turn on and seeing them su- succeed. So 
Well, they say as long as you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. Right. But if doing what you love means being a, a, a slime ball and, and leading the world down a primrose path to hell, then I, I don't want to be in that group. <laughs> You're like, I'll pass. <laughs> I, I, I like teachers and, and doctors and nurses and people that do things because they feel they have a calling and they feel that they can uh, make a difference in right. one life, just one life, you know, and that makes their life worthwhile. Exactly. And, and that's what's important, mm -hmm. not what color they are, you know, not how they sound when they speak. Yeah. What we do, that's what's important. Yep. And I think that's one of the things that that I liked about Kevin so much was that was his his view was, you know, I'm doing this because I can and I think yeah. it's important. And yeah. and have the courage when, too. When you asked me to join, I was like, Yeah, why not? You know? Yeah. I think that's it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's awesome that you know, he had courage, you know, what I mean to, to, to do it, you know, cause some people, like you said before, are, well, you know, don't want to expose themselves or, or, or come out and, and, you know, be looked at as in a certain way. And, and I think it's awesome that you seen and, and you reached out and you said, you know what I mean? I'll do yep. it. And I think that's so important because if we open up the dialect and, and share and, and do things like this, we'll find out that somebody else will, will come along and then somebody else will, somebody else will, you know, more, you know, and then that could change the world. You know what fascinates me is that we're such individuals as people that if I had three brothers, every one of us would be different. You understand? Because each one of us, even though we grew up the same, even though we went through the same things with the same parents, each one of us have different ways of looking at things, different ways of, of examining the world. And that makes us human. That makes us grow and, and become better humans. Um, Allowing those nonsense continue is it, just ignorance. You know, it's ignorant on the part of our leaders. It's ignorant on the, on the part of the people that follow these leaders. Yeah. Um, and, and I try, you know, just like you do and Kevin does, in my own way to, to pass along information that I've learned the hard way and even though I can make it apply you know to to your life and to uh, the lives of people around you I can't make you change because of it right you know yeah and, and 
in order to change anything, people have to want to change. Yep, that wow. willing want to is, yeah, very much so, they have to want it. Yep. And I just, I don't see enough of that going on. It really isn't. <laughs> I don't see enough of it going on. It's sad, but yeah. you know, where we're at these days. Yeah, people have got conditions to just not doing doing anything. And it's like, you know, like you said, you do as much as you can to pass things along and you don't let that stop you. You know what I mean? Right. Instead of like some people, well, what's the point? You know, and it's like, I, I wouldn't be somebody that tried that did something. You know, I, that's why I want my legacy to be. I at least fought. I tried to fight for something. I think at some point in anybody's life, there's going to be a moment, a defining moment when you have to fight for something. Exactly. And you're doing that for your children. Yep. You know, yep. not just, they not have just to look forward children, to. but the children that you teach in school, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, because I look around at the world, it saddens me. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm in the way like their protector because it saddens me. Because I'm like, this is what you have to look forward to. Well, let me go ahead and do my part. You know what I mean? That's why I focus on, I love education and kids. Because this is going to be theirs. You know what I mean? It, hopefully, exactly. you know, we're still glad the world is still standing. But this is, they're going to need a fighting chance. Like, what are they going to have? You know what I mean? As, if educators, parents, and all of us don't focus in on them. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because nobody really looks at that. Like, hello. <laughs> Yeah. And I've got not gonna three, live forever. Hello. <laughs> I've got three grandchildren that, you know, I pray for on a regular basis that, you know, these things all change before they become adults. But yeah, you know, I'm just leading myself down the primrose path with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I believe it can and it will, but it's gonna take a lot better system than what we have now. You oh, know, yeah. and that's just not not just in this country, but every country. Everywhere, yes, yes. Anywhere. Getting rid of all these, what is it, 6,000 people around the world that control the majority of the wealth. Yeah. Um, and just all still happen to be like not great people. Like, how is oh, yeah, that? <laughs> yeah. well, you know, that's how they keep their money, because if they were great people, uh, They'd be it like where it needs to be. Gates, Melinda <laughs> Gates out there giving away half their fortune. <laughs> Helping others. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, doing what they can, you know. And, and even then, you know, uh, I can't say, I can't say enough about Bill Gates and what he does, you know, philanthropically. But I can tell you that his use of, 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 of prison labor and part-time labor, um, you know, to to save himself money by not having to pay benefits because those people were all part-time and not having to pay wages to the people that were doing the printing of his boxes and what have you. Well, he paid, you know, the prison officials, but he didn't pay the individual prisoners. Um, you know, in order to be a businessman, it's okay to screw people over. <laughs> no, not, you know, and I don't care if it's Bill Gates or, or you know, and somebody that does good things with their money once they've got it. It's too late. You've already crapped on so many people at this point. You're never going to make up for it. You know, you're never going to be that 
good human that, you know, or the, the rich man that can squeeze through the eye of a needle in order to get into heaven, you're not going to get there. <laughs> but yeah. this is what we're seeing today. And, and I think I think it's sad. I, I wish there was another person like Martin Luther King Jr. to come along and, and lead us out of this darkness. Yeah. Uh, somebody that we could all trust. Um... Uh, and somebody that wasn't trying to lead us down that primrose path. Yeah. Um, for you, I'd like you to, uh, next time you're on Facebook, uh, go to a page, R.C. Romaine, R-O-M-I-N-E. Okay, I see. Uh, he and I, you know, just, well, he writes these um three or four paragraphs of things talking about a book he's written uh, called The Foundations, um, which is a found foundation for society, okay? One built on honesty, ethics, equality. Um, and I like a lot of what he has to say. I, I can't say I agree with every little bit, but I don't agree with almost anyone on every little aspect of what they believe, and I don't expect people to believe in in everything I say wholeheartedly. You know, I mean, we all have our differences. We all have our our way of of getting to where we want to be. But yeah, uh, yeah. check out his page. I think I think you'll get a kick out of it. Um, he's not pretentious. He's just very open about what it's going to take to 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 get this country back on track and personally i think it's going to take a revolution yeah i'm hoping it's not a violent revolution but at the same time i think the french had the right idea you know get the big head chopping machine out put it in a big yard someplace where everybody can watch what's going on you know bring out those rich bastards that've been crapping all over you <laughs> put them on the damn stump let the blade fall. Then you take their money and you put it into the government. Wow. There'd be some changes made real quick in this country. I don't know if that's yeah. that's a good thing, but yeah. I, I believe it's really the only realistic way that we're going to get this country where it's supposed to be. And yeah. that's out of the hands of, of two parties that yeah. don't give a damn about any of us, whether we're black, white, green, turquoise, purple, or yellow. Nope, they no. don't care. It's don't just care about each other. <laughs> it's a game they play. Yep. You know, it's a game they play to get over on us. And, yep. and we're being mistreated when we're allowing them to get away with it. Yep, allowing it. Yep. Because, okay. I, 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 I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. <laughs> what good are you doing? You're not really standing up for anything. You're not really going anywhere. Yeah, but you've got three choices. Republican, Democrat, or independent. I think we need a Green Party. I think we need a religious party. Religion is already part of the American culture 
whether we like it or not, whether we believe in it or not. So we need a party, you know, to protect those rights. Yeah, because the government's in their hands and it's like they, that's, they, they don't even, Exactly. I mean, we can just see, right, you know, what they do. Yep. You know. We, we need a variety of parties. Like they have, like they have yeah. in England. I think they've got five or six parties. <laughs> yeah. There's a party everywhere! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty awesome, you know, to protect those, you know. Exactly. You leave everything for the, to the government, and that's, that's very very scary it stops majorities you know from taking over and hands down just putting their foot on the back of everybody's neck and saying we're in power right (laughs) give give man a little bit of control a little power (laughs) that's why i think it's going to take a revolution in this country hopefully nonviolent. i've been to six lawyers trying to get uh somebody to uh to sue the republican party based on the lies and the BS that they tell. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> nobody's willing to take it. it <laughs> I, I, I had one lawyer tell me, he, he was giggling while I was saying it. I was laughed out of a couple of offices completely. But uh, this one guy, he was giggling while he was saying it, but he says, you know, I agree with you, but I want to be a lobbyist because they make ungodly amounts of money and they're not accountable for it. And so does just about every other attorney I know. And I was like, okay, so you're saying there's no way I'm gonna find a lawyer to handle this case, right? (laughs) Yeah, basically he says, unless you find some, you know, idealistic rich kid straight out of Harvard or something like that, just, you know, and even then, you know, that's one person, you know, on, 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 a, on a case like that, you know, you, you got, you got to sue the entire party that, that includes the Supreme court Huge. because yeah, because every Republican, it's just like the Nazi party. They vote lockstep, you know, uh, uh, Mitt Romney was the only one with any guts during that impeachment trial, as far as I was concerned. He stood up for what he believed in his heart against a pig that, you know, uh, really is more akin to a piece of gum on the bottom of your shoe. That's how I I see the orange buffoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, But even so, he is what they want right now. And that's sad when you think that there's 48% of this country that wants that kind of crap. Wow. Asking for their leaders. Yikes. It makes my skin crawl. Yeah. But then you got the other side, <laughs> like Biden. Yeah. It just makes your skin crawl in a whole different direction. You know? <laughs> It really does. Uh, like it, it really like comes down to the to people like really like just like taking the lesser like well I'll, exactly I'll just, I'll just take this guy you know or and, and, that, and that's what you hear year after year during the presidential elections it's vote for hell or the suburb of hell <laughs> you know eh, the suburbs are nice this time of year 
Man. Left with so many options, and you're like, well, I'm definitely not. So, and then you're not, you know, it's kind of like you don't really have the good choices, and you just go with the with the one that. Which is which is why we need, them, you know, which is why we need multiple parties. Yeah. You no, know? not just two parties. Yeah, like you said, it's gonna take it's gonna take something huge, and I can't say I even know if the revolution. I always just think about because I, I liked always reading government, and I was always in into like reading about you know what constitution and all that stuff. It, it, you know, yeah. I just enjoyed it. But, you know, the overthrow, you know, the I don't overthrow. Want to get rid of the Constitution. I don't want to get rid of the Bill of Rights, not in any way, shape, form, or fashion. I just want to get rid of these bastards that are controlling us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or look, you know, the one where it can overthrow the government. Like, I was like, a lot of people probably don't even know what that what that is. And I said, I don't even think that people are, are even designed to be able to handle that, to even be able yeah. to. Well, I find myself, when I, when I talk about these things, I, I find myself wondering when you know the agents are going to come to the door and say you know what's this we hear you talking about overthrowing the government uh, it's coming it ain't gonna be me but it's coming you know i'm 68 years old i've got copd uh, i've had three cancers it's not gonna be me you know but you guys got to understand uh, i'm talking to politicians they are responsible they're responsible for for the racism they're responsible for the uh for the lack of health care they're responsible for they call themselves leaders so they're pretty much responsible for all the bad things as well as every little good thing that they've ever done but they don't want to tell you about the bad things and they don't want to accept responsibility for them you know like trump I'm not responsible for anything. Of course you're not. You're an idiot. How could anybody be responsible for anything? Yeah, he's been blamed this on so many different people. As long as it's not him, they'll ask him, what do you, do you think he did? Of course, yeah, I think he did it. They can point hey. to a rock. You think that rock did it? Yeah, the rock, that, that rock on the ground? His party buys it. The followers, the, the small-minded little idiots that just, oh, he's so charismatic. <laughs> He does our whole life. He knows us so well. I don't get it. He's so ignorant. Fire people. He's so uneducated. The things that come out of his mouth and, and the words. He'll, how, who argues with a, you're like a president. You're supposed to represent. There's etiquette. You have no like mannerism. He'll argue and call somebody a reporter. You're, and you're stupid. You're never going to yeah. see anything. You suck. <laughs> I was like, dude. What you... And we, we saw all this before he was elected. Yep. That's, that's and, the crazier and, part. That he and, showed his and colors it, when he and it just continuing to get, continued to get worse. Yeah, you know? uh, we still haven't seen his tax records. <laughs> huh. they, he never showed his, uh, his transfer school either, huh? His uh. Nope, nope. He, he's he's not going to let anybody see any of that. Nonsense. I can tell why. <laughs> just the five, way he speaks. <laughs> five times draft dodging sissy. You know, and and he, and believe me, <laughs> when you talk about the 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 documentary i learned it from you imagine what his kids have learned from him exactly oh man because i i think of him when i think of i learned it from you because i'm like he didn't just wake up like this i told my son no. i was like this has been and he got it from his father and then now look at his children and i'm just like oh dear i heard he referred to his own son when um, somebody was telling me when he was talking to his wife melania as your like that boy your son like the way he was yeah. uh, speaking like you know, like kind of like, you know, regards, and he said some kind of a, 
you know, inappropriate things towards his own about his own daughter. As right. if the guy that says, "Grab him by the," you know what I mean? That's what kids yep. gotta look back on. Like, well, Donald okay. said, <laughs> you know, grab him by the, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh my God. And, and the fact that he was out cheating on his wife with a porn star and a 15-year-old kid sitting at home. Oh, my goodness. You know, and in the news, oh, it wasn't me, it wasn't me. And then, you know, they caught him with, you know, paying the money and he, oh, it still wasn't me. It was, <laughs> yeah. it was the lawyer. He did it, you know. He's just saying I did it because, you know, I don't do anything wrong. <laughs> ever even if you see me doing it I'm not doing yeah, it yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man I tell you yeah I'm t it's, it's really sad it's scary but at the same time I find it really fascinating I, I, he annoys me a lot but sometimes I just find it so fascinating I'm just like you just can't make stuff like I like I, I just like yeah, he, I love to do an interview with this guy because I just gotta know Howard Stern what are you gonna say next <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think I, I can't get you more surprised, gets me every time. I'm like, man, you're good. You're good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. goodness gracious. I really appreciate you coming on here and, and, and sharing. I've enjoyed it. That. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. You're a smart lady. Uh, I, I hope you uh, get some recognition for the work you're doing in your community and, and others. Uh, and even if not, you've always got those kids. You're, you're, you're uh, influencing, you know, yeah. minute by minute when you're teaching them, you know, yeah. and that's important, you know. Yeah, even though we're doing it by computer now, but, you know, it's for, for safety, but, you know, I, at least I still get to, you know, there's a yeah. way that I can still reach out to them and spend time with them and stuff, so that's a blessing. Exactly. Yeah, well, this is, um, this piece is going to be amazing. I haven't heard from Kevin for a while, but I'm going to reach out again because, you know, from the time I, I was had worked with him and now you as a podcaster I have grown and learned so many things that I could improve you know I me mean, improved you know I learned all this by myself so you know what Good I mean I just want him to always know that this right here meant so much to me that it kind of made me realize why I do what what I do and what my my mission is you know you seem to be an amazing woman just keep it up thank you so much thank you and I've enjoyed myself. It's been, it's been a hoot. I didn't feel like we were doing like a show. I felt like we were just sitting here just talking and stuff. <laughs> Basically what we were doing, huh? Yeah, and I love that too. I, I, I'm not all like interviewee. I like to be like keep it real, you know, authentic, like real, you know? Yeah. And so I appreciate you being such a pleasure and so easy to talk to. Well, thank you for your time. No problem. Thank you. And um, anytime, you know what I mean, you, you want, you need anything or... If you want to, you know, talk or come on the show or well, anything I could ever do. A friend request so you can follow me from time to time. And okay, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> totally, for sure. Okay, so when I'm done getting everything going, I'll send you over and let you the links and stuff so you can uh, share with your, um, on your uh, social media too. Great, thank you. Thank you, Michael. And I guess we'll be talking soon. Hope so. All right, everybody, this is Michael Dyer. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Brandy J. Singleton, and once again, thank you for tuning in to Michael Dyer and I episode, and uh, you're very much appreciated. I want to say to everyone, 
that we're better than this as people. To be the destruction of others, each other, humans destroying humans, tearing lives apart. That's not what it's supposed to be about or be like. Where's the growth? Not the agenda. You know? Not the agenda of setting up certain events so that certain things will happen to destroy lives. But the growth, as far as enough's enough, tired of wreaking havoc and pain, tired of taking havoc and pain. Where's the growth? We're finally a nation, a world, planet, a world of humans, human beings, not white, not black, not Asian, not Hispanic, not anything, but human beings, children of an amazing father. Because see, without life, without having life breathing to us, there would be nothing, none of this. So first of all, the value and the honor of life itself is just not even held in regards. As if there isn't consequences to the things that we do. Where's the appreciation of life? For, to me, this is how I feel. To take the gift of life and to wake up every day to destroy and be the destruction of others. Says a lot. Some very messed up stuff there. Some way, some way, way gone thinking. Just, just resonate on that for a minute here. Because doesn't one value their life, right? So does this mean that one that is willing and that seeks out to destroy others, no matter what it is, steal, kill, and all of the above? Would that mean that they don't value theirs? So that's why they wreak it upon others. I mean, I, I just, I just find it. I would say hard to believe. Because we sit back and say, "Ah, it's not hard to believe." But come on, because if it wasn't, we wouldn't have all these emotions and feelings and thoughts and opinions about everything. Oh, it's hard to believe. It's hard to withstand. Because for a lot of us, we don't seek out to 
to harm people and just and for no apparent reason, just because. But like like I said in the beginning, those six questions. That Kevin asked six people. Asked Michael. He asked Michael. So when you go and check out the documentary, I learned it from you. You will hear Michael answering those questions. See, I didn't ask him those questions on the show because I want and need for you to, to listen to him. in the documentary as Kevin asked him for the very first time. They never knew what the questions were until they sat down and then began. That's what I want you to go back and listen to each individual, answer those questions and how genuinely and how each person responded to the questions. So having Michael here today was a treat. And Michael just you know gave us you know some insight on his life, things that you know he went through, and from his experience and time, what he's learned and seen and saw, and the conclusions of, of where he's at right now. So that's what this was here today with Michael Dyer. But there's more of each of the cast members in the documentary. I learned it from you. Noah, Stephen Noah Sims. Go back from last year. Check that one out. I'm going to actually do something here, guys. When um, this show airs, you know, I aired, I learned it from you earlier. I, I you know, I aired it again. Well, you know, it's always going to. You're always going to find all my stuff on all these different plethora of streaming medias. But I personally aired it, shared it to social media sites so you guys can listen to that. And then I'm going to share Noah, Stephen Noah Sand. I just love, I love the name Noah. I think it's so, it's so cute. And share that one. But. I'm going to. Air. This one right here from Michael Dyer. So now this is Michael Dyer's story. This is just Michael Dyer. You know. I really appreciate. Kevin for having the courage to put it out there but 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 from something that he remembered as a childhood he asked you know what I mean he asked his parents some things you know how awesome and and talented just to, you know to bring that all together I, I I really have plans and I'm hoping to get all the cast you know the cast members and even Kevin back you know, but, um, yeah, check them all out. 
And the one with, you know, I learned a few from you, obviously with Kevin, he's given us more into, you know, the, the documentary. I learned it from you. And even about himself and his background. But uh, the documentary, that's when you'll hear those questions applied to um, all six of them. <laughs>